You're listening to the B&H Photography Podcast. For over 40 years, B&H has been the professional source for photography, video, audio, and more. For your favorite gear, news, and reviews, visit us at bnh.com or download the BH app to your iPhone or Android device. Now here's your host, Alan Whites. Oh, well, we weren't talking. We didn't talk camera gear the last episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm still yeah. catching up that episodes. Yeah. So you have to forgive me. Uh-huh. Don't mind uh, us, folks. We're just talking amongst uh-huh. ourselves. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Greetings and welcome to the BH Photography Podcast. It is the New Year's, and we're going to be talking today about our New Year's resolutions. John, Jason, and myself, we're going to be turning to the future, and we're going to go around the table and talk about our current personal projects, projects we'd like to pursue, and some of the gear we plan on acquiring in the upcoming months to make our plans come true. <laughs> uh, John, you yeah. want to start off talking about what you're up to? Yeah, let's. I will. Let's start with. Uh, well, I'll start first with what I'm currently shooting with, you know, kind of what's in my bag and and then some of the projects I want to develop for this year. And then maybe we go back around and talk about the gear that we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the work I'm doing now, paid work is event and press conference work and some news related things. So I have two Nikon D750s, which have, I've had for several years, and those are kind of the cameras I use for work. Um uh, I have two SB700 flash units mm-hmm. that I use. Everything's pretty <laughs> uniform. Uh, a Nikon 70 200 millimeter. And recently, this past year, I bought a Sigma 24 to 70 28, uh, their art series Zoom, which has been great. And is, as people know, half price of the, uh, the Nikon version, which is also great. Uh, I have a Nikon 50 millimeter, which I use occasionally. And I stopped using my 35 millimeter. I had that was kind of what I used when I was shooting with my DSLRs in the street and stuff. But it just I always when I don't have a 35, I wish I had one, and when I have one, I don't use one. Yeah, that's kind (laughs) of the way it was. It's it's always been that way with 35 millimeter. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the way it was for me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a pretty simple bag, and that's what I I use. Uh, I use a Think Tank bag. Speaking of bags, I have a City Walker 30, which has been great. I've had that for about almost three years now. And that's about it. Everything is simple. I kind of stopped using my Canon G series, which I used to use for street photography and, and switched to using my cell phone. But that I hope, uh, will all change. Were you using what? The G3? (laughs) I I had the G3 (laughs) and then I worked to the G5, the G9, the G1X, which is what I have now. You have the archive of them. I I do. I totally do. They're all in my closet. In terms of projects, what my goals for this year are pretty straightforward. Uh, for my work, I want to improve my flash work. You know, I want to be able to bounce better, keep, and especially when I'm using mixed light, you know, I want to be able to get that, that flash to kind of, uh, be the dominant light source and, uh, just improve it in general. Um, and, I want to scan a whole bunch of old slides, and this will get to, to your point when Alan gets to talking about your your Franken Beast that you created. So, I, of course, I have a backlog of slides, you know, like many people do, that really need to be uh, reanalyzed and looked at and, and thrown out. Some of them and, and oh, yeah. organized. It's liberating, by yeah. the way. It really, really is. Yeah. But my two big projects for 2019. Uh, one is I'm calling it the Norwich Project because. Uh, that's where I shot it. In 1999, I had a grant to do a documentary about a small town in upstate New York as it uh, transformed into the 
the year 2000, if everyone can remember Y2K and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I spent six months at this town shooting, had a very small show afterwards, but then everything went into storage. You know, I was using medium format and 35 millimeter. So I have negs coming out the wazoo and I really want to go back. I want to edit it with this you know, mm-hmm. 20 year perspective. And I remember at the time I, I said to the people, I said, you know, this, this series won't even matter now because it's supposed to be looking at this town now. Who cares about what's going on now? Let's think about 20 years from now. And believe it or not, we're, we're at 20 years. So uh, I want to go back. I'm actually going to apply for some grants and, and some residencies to try to find some time to, uh, to work on that project. And the most important thing I want to get back to is street photography. Uh, that was always the, the photography I loved the most. And over the past few years, working here and, and doing my evening jobs, I just kind of got out of it, you know. Okay, now um, you, I, I, we follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, and everything. You're yeah. always taking pictures in the streets. How is yeah. it going to change? Well, we'll get to this more when I talk about gear, but it's okay. just going to be more of a, a concentrated effort to kind of. I want to coalesce. I want to get a style. I want to shoot <laughs> okay. regularly. I don't want to wait. I don't want to be out in the street and say, "Oh, I want to get that shot," and then come back and try to come back to it another time, which of course you can never do. I want to give myself blocks of time where that's what I'm doing. I'm out for an hour or two and I'm shooting on the street and and that's it. It's not like catching stuff as I'm going to some other place. That's I want to make it uh, the way it used to be, you know, going out and, and shooting, you know, just for the sake the sake of shooting. So that's my resolutions for for 2019. And when we come back around, I can talk about uh, the gear I'm going to use to do that. Okay, because when uh, we're going to hold you to all of this, by the way. Damn straight, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next year, I want to have a nice series going. Um, Jason, you want to go next? I mean, we all know that you're a a landscape photographer and doing some cityscapes now, some really interesting cityscapes. So uh, what's 2019 going to look like for you? What's 2019? So from a project perspective? Yeah. Like what do you want to work on? Where do you want to take well, your technique? Most of what I've done has been, you know, mostly wide angle stuff. I, I have a 14 millimeter Rokinon that I use, but I also have the Sony Zeiss 16 to 35. And, and most of it's been, you know, typical wide angle landscape and cityscape stuff. When did you get that Sony? The Sony A7R2 I got it this year. No, the lens. The Sony Zeiss. Yeah. Oh, I got it when I got the A7R2. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had a, I had a um, before I was shooting Nikon, and I had a crop sensor, a D7100, and I had a a, a Nikon a 10 to 24. Anyway, a friend of mine has this apartment in Brooklyn, and it's got this like really kind of awesome, unusual view of the the New York skyline from like a, an angle that I hadn't really seen before. There's probably just like an infinite amount of uh, of compositions you could get from this place, mm. and not a lot of people have access to it. But it's very very far. I'm going to need a, um, a much longer lens. So I actually borrowed your Nikon 70 to 200, took it out there. That's not quite long enough. Mm. I'm either going to get the, uh, the Sony G master 100 to 400. And that's like, I think a four, five to five, six, I think, mm-hmm. which is good, but I do a lot of night stuff. I mean, most of what I want to do there is at night actually. So I might end up going with the FE 70 to 200 G master and just get the, the, two uh, X teleconverter. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that I'll have a little bit better low light. So you're putting the wide angles away for a bit? Well, I mean, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I want to do like a whole series. See, this is a kind of a cool setup because it's like this guy's got, it's a great apartment and he's got like a great sound system and stuff. (laughs) So you can just get in there and like blast tunes and like, (laughs) you know, and shoot from basically, yeah, and shoot from an amazing angle with like. 
tons of different windows to peek your lens out of. But still long exposures? Generally, yeah. I like the motion of the you know, the city and the and the clouds. And I like to give my pictures kind of an ethereal sort of look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a whole bunch of filters that I use. So, I mean, I might have to get um, a new holder for that lens. It's, it's a pretty wide barrel at the end of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I use the the Lee little stopper stick stop and the big stopper 10 stop. I've got, you know, a Haida polarizer that's that works pretty well. And you're all in on the Sony. That's it? Mm-hmm. Well... You know, I'm getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all in on mirrorless. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that what you see is what you get at night. That's That, to me, is just game-changing. Especially at night. Yeah, I agree that, with you about that. It's the night. Yeah, that, it's just the night. I mean, like, the guessing game of, like, of expo- I don't even look at the meter anymore. I don't have to. It's there. You, you, yeah, you see Wizzy the wig. picture. Yeah, exactly. So, to and me... Re- I know recently I had a couple of uh, lens tests here where I had to use DSLRs. And it, it, I was very frustrated having yeah. to look through that kind of a viewing system. I actually borrowed <laughs> I borrowed your D750, I think it was. You were talking at that event, and I, mm-hmm. and I took some pictures. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It took me a minute. Mm-hmm. To, I was like, wait, I got to look at the meter now? Like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> like, like, wait, I'm like chimping every, every you know. Right. You don't, I don't chimp anymore because you don't have to. You know, it's there. You're yeah. Everything that's going on, yeah. you're watching. That's and it's I a touchscreen, touch right? The, the A7R 2 is not. It's not. No. Okay. The 3 is. The three is. Okay. That would actually be huge. I mean, for a lot of stuff that, I mean, if you were, if you can do like focus stacking and right. stuff like that, it's like with, with the touchscreen, it's like a joke. Hmm. Um, good, I, I, I do joke. want a good joke, yeah. a re- like joke. Cause it's so easy. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, honestly, I have so much growing into this camera to do. Yeah. I'm not looking at a new camera for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, there's, I have no business even with this camera. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I mean, it's, it's so much more camera than I deserve. Mm-hmm. I feel. So are you going to yep. make a, a trek out to the Pacific Northwest and, uh, you know, and do some landscape photography yeah, like you, your heroes? Yeah, I want to. It would be awesome. Uh, but the thing is, lately I'm really kind of embracing the the kind of the... The city? The, yeah, and the, and the urban landscape. I feel like there's... Those guys are, are so good, and they're mm-hmm. doing... And so much has been covered already. Mm-hmm. You're that, talking about like Ryan Dyer, Miles yeah, Morgan, and, and, and all the, Sean yeah. Bagshaw, the, some of the folks you've had on the show in the past right. year. Right, and even yeah. our Wolf, and like a lot, you know, sure. that he's kind of, you know, one of the grandfathers of that scene, and... Mm-hmm. Aaron Babnick, she's amazing. And there's even a lot of younger guys and girls mm-hmm. than them that are doing it at a very high level. Who are some, I know you follow a lot of those guys on Instagram. Who are some of the uh, the folks you like? I know you're always sharing good good stuff with me. So. Um, I will. I will. I'll say there's a guy. Yeah, this guy actually won the Hasselblad Masters mm-hmm. last year, um, and it's a little different than um, than that that scene we were just kind of talking mm-hmm. about. This it's this guy Benjamin Everett. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he does a lot with like very simple kind of compositions. His images are very desaturated and kind of pastelish, mm-hmm. which is sort of you know atypical to your average Instagram super saturated kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he does with color is awesome. Now and now they gave him you know the hundred megapixel Hasselblad for free, and he's like his new stuff is like wow. ridiculous. Wow. So wow. yeah, um, but I just feel like there's a lot of people that are doing amazing stuff with landscape and, you know, maybe I can, you know, just kind of embrace where I am a little bit and, and try to do some darker kind of. Someone said in one of your posts that it was like a Batman-like uh, photo of the city with yeah. the, the, the lights of the city and the clouds. It was pretty cool. So, Alan, what's your uh, 2019 looking like? Uh, my guy? 2019. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about your, your franking. Yeah, my, soon, my but, Frankenstein. Uh, but what kind of these... projects you want to do? What <laughs> kinda, projects I'm still working on, but my one of the biggest things I always 
was looking forward to doing, and I, I actually started it this year in earnest. Um, I always say the winter is a terrible time. The, the nights are long and cold, and it's a great time to start tearing through old stuff, mm-hmm. specifically slides. I got I don't know how many tens of thousands of transparencies and negatives from the analog days, and I still shoot film. Um, and I want to get rid of this stuff. It's taking up a lot of space. And I went through a couple of things where I would use scanners for a while. I had a Nikon uh, 4000, a CoolScan 4000ED, which was out some years ago. It used to be everybody made scanners. Now either you get real cheap ones or you get ridiculously expensive right. ones. And I've been trying to figure out ways of doing it. And I was looking at what I have and what I would need. And my camera for the past two or three years is a Sony A7R II, which I still love Immensely. It's a great camera. Um, I'll see what they're coming out with next year before I upgrade. And I have that. So that's a 42 megapixel sensor in a very good camera. And I was in the used department here at B&H, which, by the way, has great stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found a Nikon PB5 uh, Bellows with a PS5 slide copier. This is stuff made by Nikon for close-up and copying negative slides. Um, I had a 55 millimeter F2.8 micro Nikkor mm-hmm. that was over 30 years old. And I know it was getting a bit wobbly and I took a good look through it with a loop and a bright light. And I realized it was like an excavation site through there. It's like <laughs> you could carbon date some of the crap link between those there elements. There like fossils in there? Yeah, oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. Uh, hair and, from when you used to have hair, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's where it went. It's between the seventh and eighth elements. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the other stuff is. <laughs> anyway, um, so I went back to the used department and I at B&H, figuring I know that there's a lot of used macro lenses, and I found an open box, brand new, for 248 bucks. So for 99 I got myself a Bellows and Sly Copier. For 248 I got a brand new micro Nikkor, which is stunning. Um, and then he needed a light source. And I had um, this uh, Bolt VM210. It's a little thing that slips onto your hot shoe. Mm-hmm. And it has two goosenecks that come out with little round discs with LEDs. Yeah. And it goes far enough to come around to the front of the slide copy, which has a white glass yeah. on it. And it illuminates it evenly with a close to daylight. Mm-hmm. I have my, and I mounted the whole thing onto a Platypod Pro. I originally had a tripod, which takes up a lot of space. Yeah. I have a Platypod Pro with a yeah. Benro. B1 quick release head, and it sits right on my desk and right alongside the light table. And the thing is a contraption. It yeah. looks Rube Goldberg, but it works and it's even and it's sharp. And I'll tell you right now, I used to get 67 megabyte files out of my Nikon scanner. I'm getting now 120 megabyte. Very sharp because this lens is gorgeous. I stop it down to between 8 and 11. The res- resolution corner to corner is beautiful. Hmm. Um, and I even after cropping, because what I do is I leave the edges of the slide frame in the picture mm-hmm. just so I don't lose anything, crop it down. I still have files in excess of 100 megs. I shoot raw. I can open the shadows, play with the highlights, do everything to it. And it's stunning. And I could do it pretty quickly. It used to be for a Nikon cool scan several minutes for a soup to nut scan with dust removal. Now I don't have dust removal, but it only takes me about five seconds right. to make right. an exposure. Right. Everything is preset. Now, if there's retouching I have to do, that's going to add time. Right, but still, some of them are pretty grody after all these years. Some mm-hmm. of the images, but most of them are pretty clean. Yeah, well, take it a look. On, take a look on the B and H website. We're going to take a picture of Alan's contraption. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. with some and of the we'll slides. Show a couple of the <laughs> yeah, slides. That's that definitely the top shot, right? It's my, like oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my Franken slide copier. Um, yeah. <laughs> but basically, for under six hundred dollars. 
plus my camera. And if you have a camera, you could adapt any camera to these things. And, and by the way, uh, I already heard from a few friends that they have Minolta systems that are similar to this. It's easy to piece it together. And if you do have an archive of, of negatives and slides that you'd like to digitize, this is a really effective mm -hmm. way of doing it. So this year's project is going to be the like Rick McGinnis did, like photos that I used to take or old photos I took. Yes. Uh, where you're going to start a blog <laughs> and you're going to just Oh, this look, one look has a good at, story behind it, they too. They probably end up looking better than they would have you sure. know, if you just printed them regularly because now, oh, yeah. now, now you've got Photoshop to... No, the controls yeah. are really, really amazing. But let me tell you, what, one of my biggest takeaways, now, a lot of these pictures are pictures that I know very well. Um, many of them have been published all over the place, and, and they're images that, you know, I kind of built a reputation on. And I'm looking at them now through scans, and I'm realizing that our digital cameras take much bigger, better pictures than the older film cameras. Now, I'm not saying better technically as far as resolving power and everything else. I look at files that I get out of my Sony, and I look at my Kodachromes, my top Kodachromes, and wow, it's a huge difference. I love film, especially black and white, but digital really is where it's at. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of black and white, I, the getting back to my hopeful project for the year, I want to shoot black and white street photography. I want to co kind yeah. of go back to that real basic kind of thing. Um, and I was trying to decide, do I want to get one of those monochrome, like, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I do want to get one, but uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford it. Needless to say, but I do want to be able to shoot straight out black and white out there of the is in a camera huge difference. You know, yeah. They, they do have an edge, but I'll tell you, I, I like shooting monochrome. So what I do is my Sony, I shoot JPEG and raw. Yep. I put it into monochrome. So my viewing right. is monochrome. Right. And if I want the color, it's there in the raw yeah. file. That's and cool. I, and yeah. again, the raw is beautiful for doing black and white. Is there a difference between that and the monochrome cameras? There yeah. is. Yeah. But. Yeah, you can live with it. I can live right. with it. Totally. And I got like $5,000 in my pocket. Like those, those um, like what is it, the Nick Silver, you know, I want to kind of dig dig a little bit deeper into yeah. some of the software and, and try to create some images. Yeah, that that's really a cool, yeah. I, I enjoy messing around with with that yeah. uh, Nick Silver. Have you used that at all? Yeah. It's yeah. cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually just was forced to rebuy that because um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize, I, if I updated Photoshop and, and the free version no longer works, I don't know if you guys uh, have, uh, of all the Nick stuff. So, oh, I know, I know. They've yeah. done all kinds of crazy stuff, I know. Yeah, so I, I it's not that much though, it's like 75 bucks for everything. And by the way, it's being about black. I think it's, I'm convinced it's harder to do good black and white than good color. Mm -hmm. Color. Oh, absolutely. Color itself is just, you know, you got the color work. Because it's, it's all composition. It's yeah. like a, it if your composition good. isn't good, then, exactly. then, then no one wants to look at it. And yeah. then it's tone and everything else. You're getting down to the basics. Yeah, That's less eye candy. Absolutely. This yeah. is kind of going backwards a little bit, but one thing I did a lot this year that I hadn't done is uh, work with Snapseed, you know, that online. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I started using it. It's wonderful. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's been fun to, and now that I'm down with it a little bit, it's Pretty quick. You can kind of adjust your photos on on the fly and, and get them out there if you're in a post on Instagram. Or yeah, whatnot. you can actually, you know, take a a legit photo with your phone and really like, you know, kind of um, do a lot more with it than you can with just the stock Apple editing. I feel like yeah, you, you, you mentioned phone and and you were talking before about your lenses where 
I also like wide angle and you're also a wide angle junkie, but you're starting to look at other things. Right? Yeah. And some of the, one of the things I realize is that I do a lot of photography with my phone. I mean, I walk around, yeah, it's always too. in my hand. Yeah. We, we all do it. Yeah. Okay. And, and that, and it's great. And I realized that I'm mean, going to have an iPhone eight plus. You and, have a bunch, you have a great camera on that, on that one. Uh, yeah. I, I happen to love what it does. You got two lenses. You have a wide angle, which is like a 25 ish or something like that. 27. Um, and then a normal 50 something millimeter. And I realized that I am taking more pictures in the normal mode and cropping a little bit and playing in Snapseed. But hmm. I find that because of my phone, even though I have a wide angle option that I use when needed, most of the pictures I'm doing, because I'm getting more into architecture, I'm, huh. I'm slowly going to normal and long. Interesting. Yeah. And I like what I'm doing. I haven't even used a 50 prime. That's something I should probably do too. You know? Well, Alan got a new one. <laughs> yes, I did. You, you, you got a new 50 millimeter prime? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 well, the one you're using for your, well, that's a 55. You said. Well, oh, no, 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 no. It's another lens. Oh. Okay. Should we, should we talk about that too? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, last week, uh, Todd got me into trouble again. Um, he was going through our website. And again, I'm coming back to the uh, B&H used department. And um, Nikon makes a lens. They've made it since 1981, a 50 millimeter F1.2 manual focus AIS. And it's an interesting lens. I was familiar with it. I've heard about it. I, I'm not a normal guy as far as, you know, normal lenses. Well, we sell it for about 650 bucks and Todd found two refurbs, factory refurbs that they had in stock for $317. We jumped on them. Now, it's interesting about this lens. First of all, F1.2 is ridiculous, okay? It's, the, the depth of field is really, it's, it's onion skin. But what's interesting about this lens is that if you go from 1.2 to F2, all right, you see it in the viewfinder, all of a sudden a clarity comes up. This lens is sharper than most every other 50 millimeter lens at F2. Hmm. Wow. And it gets better from there. Mm -hmm. And That's I great. started shooting, like, well, I showed I you some that, shots yeah. earlier. Yeah. I was doing some shooting last night and it's frightening how sharp this lens is. And again, I, we just mentioned I'm looking more towards normal lenses. So I have this 51.2 that I think I'm going to start playing with. And also the the narrow depth of field and the way it renders the background, it's got nine-bladed aperture and it's really stunning. Not only that, no, no cool thing about it, at F2, you get 16-point stars. Hmm. Nice. It's, really? It, at F2, as Weird. soon as you go down F2, boom, the stars pop out. And and Todd used his for some uh, uh, astrophotography. <laughs> it's really good. It That's like a Nikon lens. Nikon, mm -hmm. a fifty millimeter f one point two. It's still being made. It's a production lens. Uh, and again, I knew about it. And now that I have one, I was. It's like I'm fascinated by this. And it's so basic. It's a normal lens. You'd probably like that lens, huh? Yeah, but again, I tend to when I'm doing street photography or, or that. Like how I see, it tends to be a little wider. Yeah, you know, and then which is why I'm going to carry my 35 f2 and not use it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and for my work stuff, I need the the flexibility of the zooms, and I'm usually a little tighter. You know, 70 to 200. So, okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back. We're going to talk about our wish list for the new year. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the B&H Photography Podcast. Send us a tweet at BH Photo Video, hashtag BH Photo Podcast. Okay, we are back. 
All right, guys, what toys are we buying now? What's what? What are we blowing up plastic <laughs> on this year? Okay, well, I'll, I'll start. I'm already um, in the hole. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, for me, as I said earlier, it's really all about the street photography. So I want to, I want to get back out there, and I feel that the the DSLRs just don't work for me when I'm out there. I don't know why. If it's a mindset of having mm-hmm. a smaller camera, I also do like to have. Um, the the uh, the screen to look at when I'm doing it, and that's what I loved about the G series Canons. Before I could flip that screen up, keep it at waist level, and look down and shoot that way. Right. So, the camera that was probably designed for me back the old me was this the the Fujifilm X100 series, and now they're at the X100F. So that was and the that camera. has the wider the wide angle lens. Yeah, on, that, right? that's yeah. A, that's a fixed lens. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. With thirty five millimeter equivalent, and and that's kind of the way I see things. So I was going to get that, but the truth is, I'm probably going to pass it over for the new Ricoh GR three. Mm-hmm. And some of that has to do with the pricing. Some of it has to do with all the good things I've heard about that new camera. It's not quite out yet. And the it end also, of this month, it's supposed to be right. Yeah. And it's also a smaller camera. Uh, which I'm not too concerned with, but I, in this case, I might be a little bit better for me. But the one thing that I do like is this 28 millimeter equivalent. Yes. So it gives me a little bit of a wider, you know, sphere, and that'll be able to bring it up. Kind of what I like to do on the street is bring in elements that wouldn't normally be together and get them in the same frame. So if I can get something crazy on this side and this side and piece them all together, I'd be happy. Uh, so that's that's kind of my only new hope for this year gear wise uh, i do need to get some new batteries you've been talking <laughs> about getting a fuji for like years i know I, that camera is the ca- the 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 x100 series was the camera that i i should have had for the past 5 years or ever since it came out and i just haven't been able to justify buying it because what i need to do is i need to re up my lenses for work you know the work gear that i need yeah, for that right. 750 and stuff like that so i think i'm going to get that that gr3 and and see how it goes and and see if it does kind of bring back how the, much is uh, that versus the x the x100 well the x100f is 1300 dollars, and mm. the g3 i don't know how much is it cost now but the g2 is only about 500 it's about around 500 i don't know if there's gonna be a big price yeah, change on that yeah. they always hold it to about that price but you don't get those fuji colors you don't get those fuji colors <laughs> yeah. well i'll figure it out in post <laughs> but anyway that, that's it for me that's they really that's the only thing i can see myself buying this year you know unless i end up also getting a 35 a better 35 millimeter for my nikon but we'll see we'll see uh tamron has that 35 millimeter f18 which is a new mm-hmm. with a nikon yeah. can out and that's a yeah. looks pretty nice it's only about 600 bucks so it's a possibility but i'm pretty certain i'm gonna stick with a you know a fixed lens uh point and shoot you could go xt3 and get a 35 yeah yeah no i don't want to I don't want to go back and I don't want to get another interchangeable lens system. I'm that makes still sense. pretty happy with Nikon. Yeah. Um, so Jay, what about you? Well, I I talked, talked about, about that 100 to 400, yeah. but yeah. so um, it's either going to be the G Master 70 to 200 with the 2x teleconverter or the 100 to 400. One of those two. Um, I definitely need more than 200 millimeters for the for what I want to do. So also, I'm I'm in the market for a new tripod for sure. Oh, I'm, right. I'm using like an old like Manfrotto that is not cutting it at all, especially with these longer lenses. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this thing's just, you It's know, becoming an old man Frodo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a, a, a limp. It's, it's a pretty good yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's an old, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an old man Frodo, an old limp man Frodo. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to get a new, probably a three-legged thing. Oh, here we go again. There you go again. Dude can't get away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's called the Winston. I demoed that for a while, and I thought that was awesome, the three-section one. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's about it 
Alan? I'm also looking at that Ryko. Uh, oh, yeah? Geo- yeah. Oh, I already have surprising. a 28-millimeter optical finder sitting oh, right, in a box. Right, 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 because right, that's right. the way I would use it. Right. I would just turn the screen off. Right. Just let it autofocus and just take pictures. Right. I like it for the size. Um, and it's a lot cheaper than the Leica Q, which mm-hmm. is essentially mm-hmm. a large form. You know, it's it's a larger version of that of that same camera. Yeah. There's a new Q coming out, Q2, and I think it's supposed to be somewhere around 37 megapixel, which mm-hmm. probably be extraordinary because I used the last one, and it's a great camera, a lot of money. If I had an unlimited budget, I would love to see what the new Zeiss camera is going to be oh, like right, too. Right. I hope we have one through. Oh here my god, that thing's expensive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they all, all of them are like that. All in the yeah. five grand price range, but you have optimum sensor, you have lenses made for the sensor, everything is set. Um, I just like what they do. Yeah. You know, isn't and that the simplicity. New, that brand, are you talking about the new Zeiss that has the fixed lens? Isn't the, there one? The fixed yeah, lens yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the 512 gigs are built into it right. and mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. got Lightroom in it and it's like, it's, it's everything wrapped up that you can just hold in your hands and travel and shoot pictures all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it takes great images. You know, otherwise... I want to get rid of some of my gear. Yeah, that was another thing. I'm going to piece yeah. together a bunch of old stuff and resell it or, you know, sell it and, and use that to buy whatever I'm going to get. And I have to admit that my phone has made me reconsider a lot of the gear that I have. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to dispute the fact that image quality and what these phones are doing right now is extraordinary. They're not cameras yet, mm-hmm. quote unquote cameras. They still, under low light, they still kind of, you know, they yeah. fail a bit and the highlights blow and everything else. But what they do is extraordinary. But it's made me reconsider the way I take pictures, the way I look at things and what I need. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be simplifying myself mm-hmm. a lot. I still have going out with a good roll film, uh, you know, in an old Nikon or a House of Blood, mm-hmm. or, and I got a few nice old cameras that I like using that give me a perspective to go back to shoot digital again. Mm. I use it to ping pong. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned the, the phones because I didn't, on this recent trip I took over the break, I didn't bring a camera with me uh, other than a waterproof camera, which I'll talk about in a second. But I thought, I'll just use my phone. And I did. And it was fine. But for street photography, it's just, I, it's too, I can't handle the phone fast enough. You no, know, I can't get the no, way I want. No, and, and, yeah. and, you know, it just, so, you know, I need something dedicated. And they're so, not cameras. They're, they're phones. Not cameras, they're phones. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no joke. It seems like an obvious thing to say, but, you know, a lot of people do great street photography with their phones, but I, oh, yeah. I can't operate it quick enough. I don't really. know. I think focusing and exposure is kind of a bitch. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. On the phone. Um, yeah, but, I, don't know. Just me. I mean, they're amazing for what they do, but no, it's not, it's not, they're not cameras. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not. They're, they're devices that take pictures. Yeah. And, Back to what I was going to say about about this trip is the the my waterproof camera is not working anymore, so I am going to probably re up with. A, I told a you new not to put it in the water. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, I love that camera. It was a Nikon, and you know Olympus makes a good one. Nikon makes a decent Fuji one. Ma- Fuji makes yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just get one for really just for that, just for vacation, for bouncing around with it to have it. And um, and the other oh the monochrome the Leica. Yesterday I was not yesterday, but the other day I was in DC and. I went to the Gordon Parks exhibit at the National Gallery, and there was a guy sitting there at the lunch table with the the Nikon Monochrome M digital camera just sitting there. It was just gorgeous, and I thought, you know, as I said earlier, maybe I'll get that one, but it's just it's too luxurious, you know, for me. I would love to have a Leica digital camera because yeah. I have Leica film cameras. Right. And here, here, see, here's my big dilemma in life, okay? Most of what I really enjoy shooting is real close up, and mm-hmm. Leicas do not do well on close-up, but not a lot of accessories. Right. 
and that's what holds me back from doing it. Hmm. I would love to just say, okay, I'm just, because I, I have a lot lenses. of M lens. I got yeah, everything. Right. And I, I use all those lenses on my Sony, yeah. and with, which I love about mirrorless. I'm just swapping things back and forth. I would do it, but I can't focus close with those. So I can't take the kind of pictures I like taking. Life right. is tough. Life is tough, yeah. Well, we got a, <laughs> we got a pretty good life. So take a look, everybody, on our on the B&H site and on the show notes for links to some of the gear we're talking about and, and, and keep following our own personal There's work. There's a couple of pictures of the Frank and Sly copy yeah. and some uh, yeah. slides that I actually scanned yeah. with yeah. it. You can get an idea what the yeah. quality's like. Let me also just throw out Looking forward to 2019, some of the, the podcasts we have scheduled. Next week, we'll be back to more of a uh, our normal type of uh, roundtable interview podcast. Uh, some of the shows we have coming up in the next, uh, next few weeks. I'll cut this out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to have Bill Shapiro, who's the former editor at Life Magazine. He was the last, actually, editor-in-chief of, of Life. Uh, he's going to be on the show. Uh, photographers Norman McGrath and Aaron Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, legendary New York photographers, if you will. Uh, we're going to do an episode on train photography with Dennis Livesey, who was a former guest and some other train photographers. Uh, Leslie Martin from Aperture, and that's going to be a really good show. I'm looking forward to it. And Jamel Shabazz and Michael Young, street photographer, is going to be on. So we have a lot of good episodes coming up next few months. we're going to cobbling together a show on camera builders, people who are building oh, their own cameras. That's right. Yeah, that's going to so be a good one. So we're putting that one together, yeah, too. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be fun. And we have Depth of Field coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do some wedding photography and portrait photography. And we'll probably do another one on the What is Photography series that, uh, that Corey Rice shot. And we'll have some of the photographers involved. Uh, so we got a lot of good and stuff. And, of course, coming. plenty of good recipes for the upcoming holidays. Yes. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's a little late for those. <laughs> yeah. So looking forward to uh, 2019, uh, fourth year of the podcast. Four, that's right, year and, four. It's amazing. Uh, and thanks to everyone who's always stuck with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're going to be launching a Facebook group. Oh, that's right. Finally, Ooh, yes. a little social media. Yeah. And B&H here. Yes. yes. So take a look for that and, and please, you know, interact, engage, chime in comment, all that stuff. And remember, check on the B&H used department. They have great stuff there. All right, so goes another show. Uh, if you want more details about some of the gear that we've been talking about and see photographs of some of the things we've been discussing here, go to our show notes. Uh, and if you are not a subscriber to the B&H Photography Podcast, what are you waiting for? It is free. It is informative. It is fun. And uh, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast Spotify, and you can always find us on the BH Explorer website. For now, on behalf of Jason, John, and myself, thank you so much for tuning in today. <laughs> <laughs>